So Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes, it's very exciting, so a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So. I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBB Realty is people over paychecks do the damn thing. And that's what we do. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach in college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which this ain't some clown show organization or something else. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to John about the G-Men Giants football podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined, joined by Sean Scanlon. And we got a lot to talk about. Zay should be joining us here in a little bit as well. But boy, oh boy, the Giants... Clown show organization. It's been these past couple games. I mean, you saw you saw the intro, the the picks, the the third and nine QB sneak that will go down in infamy. Here he is. What's going on, Zay? What's up? It's good, guys. I mean, now let's just put all that garbage. From the past couple weeks behind us and just look forward as now Gettleman's out, Joe Judge out, back to, to 
just got to build a foundation to build something off of. Now, Sean, we spoke a little bit about this in the pre-show, but uh, say the Giant, say the Giants pick everything right. Perfect new GM, perfect new head coach. How long does it take them before they can get back to where we want them to be and a competitor, whether it's in the NFC East or even the league? How long, say, they do do everything right, how long is it going to take for the Giants to get back to where they need to be? I think in a perfect scenario um... – I think it's going to take somewhere from two to four years, honestly. I don't think it's going to happen right away next season. Um, we don't have a lot of cap space to spend. There's a lot of bad contracts that we got to get rid of. But if we do hire the right head coach and the right general manager, I think this team could be contending in two to four years because not uh, for the champion, not for the Super Bowl, I, I think, but for an NFC East title because there is some uh, talent on this team. There's some pieces to build around like Xavier McKinney, Ziz Ojolari, Andrew Thomas. Uh, we have some players on the outside. Kenny Galladay, uh, even though he had a bad season, he's locked up in a contract for a long time. We've got Kadarius Tony, So there are young pieces to build around uh, that we have in this team. There is a foundation. Uh, but it's really about building up this O-line, getting some pass rush. I think the defense is fine as it is. But it, it, I think in a perfect scenario, uh, there's definitely a lot of things to do. There's, uh, like I said, not a lot of money to spend in free agency. We do have some nice draft capital, which is nice. Two top ten picks this year with uh, number five and number seven. So that will help out in the long run, I think. But uh, this offense needs a complete rebuild. The defense uh, needs some adjustments, obviously. Like I said, an elite pass rusher definitely will help out this defense. I think make it maybe even a top uh, top five defense in this league. So there's a lot of things that need to be done. But I do think that uh, we're not in a terrible spot, per se. I think, obviously, a lot of things to work on. But I think that we could contend for the NFC East in somewhere in two to four years. But I don't think it's going to happen right away next year. I think next year is going to be a transition year. Cause it's going to be a, a little bit of a long process and some giants fans might not like that, that it's not going to be right away. But uh, when you're at rock bottom like this, it takes a little time to build. So uh, I think it will take a couple of years, but I do think that if the giants get it right or uh, ownership gets it right with the, the new hires. I, I think that it could be done. Zay, same question to you. How long will it take? And also who do you want as the giants new head coach? <laughs> That's a lot of questions. That's a lot to fill. Uh, um, I'll start off with your first question. Um, I'm not one with Sean. I'm in the world of one to two years and the turnaround. And I say this because we've seen teams like Cincinnati. We see th- teams like Cleveland where sometimes when you make the right decisions and you can take your team that was rock bottom or not as good and completely redo it and get to where they have to be. We know what Cincinnati wasn't supposed to be we know they were supposed to be a team on the way up they weren't supposed to be the team that they are now with joe burrow that that was he's obviously way ahead of schedule and cleveland obviously baker mayfield he's been up and down but he is at least taking them to a playoff situation so getting the right guy at quarterback seemed to have helped that team and put them in the right spot i guess if they can figure things out and get back on track that's more about how they move forward that's not a franchise i'm worried about i'm worried about the new york giants and in my opinion the new york giants have a lot on defense, and I still think they have weapons on offense that can be used if used properly. I'm not a, I'm not, I still believe Kenny Galladay is a baller. I think if you can find him someone that can get him the ball and allow him to be the playmaker he is, that can help out tremendously on that offense. It could take a lot of pressure off of who could be the next quarterback. It could take a lot of pressure off the run game. And I think if the Giants can 
find a way to solidify this offensive line. Andrew Thomas is obviously someone who you want to build around. He's obviously your franchise person on that line. So that's who you want to build around. And I think that if you can find a way to get a couple more pieces on that other side, that Giants team could turn it around in one to two years. I'm not really worried about it. I think we have the weapons to do that. And I think the defense, once you add a pass rusher there and you get those linebackers, you get more solidified line. Obviously, Jalen Smith is a fill-in. We're obviously not going to bring him back. He was a fill-in. Cam Brown and these other guys are obviously not the guys we need. But if we can find guys who we could put next to Blake Martinez and solidify that linebacker position, I think that defense jumps tremendously and almost puts them back to where they were two years ago, where they were a top 10 defense. So I think this Giants team could turn around in one to two years, but it's going to take the right picking. And it's going to take the right, you know, getting the right people, making the right decisions, restructuring contracts like Blake Martinez and James Bradbury, two players who make a ton of money, but obviously haven't been what we need them to be. So obviously there should be some wiggle room there in their contracts. So I think we can get money there. And obviously there are trades that can happen with Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, two players who I think we can get rid of and maybe get some value and bring probably back. Maybe, maybe not the best offensive lineman, but offensive lineman that can definitely help out on that deep, on that offensive line if we can make a proper trade. As far as the as coach goes, I've always said it. I, I'm a big fan of Eric Bieniemy. I think what he did with the Chiefs and the creativity he has on that offense. I think if we can get somebody in here to create, you know, be creative, get this offense alive, make it look good, bring it to the, you know, this 2020 as opposed to the old offenses that we've been running that doesn't work as well in this new NFL. I think someone like him, he can come and shake things up and make this Giants team, you know, like I said, accelerate a lot faster than what some other people's timetable have. Yeah. I, I, See, the only thing I, I love the enemy, but I just feel like him and like Josh McDaniels. I feel like whenever the, there's a coaching position up and their names involved, I feel like they're never gonna get it because they're just gonna take over. Like, I think McDaniels is just gonna take over for Belichick when he leaves. Uh, I think the enemy is just gonna take over for Andy Reid. That's why I don't think they're getting the right interviews and that stuff. Because, I mean, and also look at what the, as far as Daniels goes, look at what Joe Judge is part of it. Look at what these guys do, come from New England, give give it their shot as a head coach, get fired, go back. Joe Judge will be teaching, he'll be a punter's coach for uh, Bill Belichick next next, uh, fall. I believe it. I think Joe Judge was a pressure pick by the Giants. I don't think they necessarily wanted him as a coach, but when they were picking coaches, coaches were flying off the board. We saw Dallas, you know, they took a coach, and then Carolina took um um took Matt Rule, who was somebody who we had on our radar, who obviously didn't work out for them either way. But again, they, they were they were coaches flying off the board. So I think the Giants figured maybe we grab this this guy. He's got Belichick's approval. He's this new guy. No one really interviewed him. They thought maybe they could find something new, maybe a steal or something like that. And I think that's probably how they were going about that process, honestly, because they're running yeah, out of options. I mean, it, it was wild. I mean, I, I don't know. But, Sean, who do you want to be the next Giant head coach? I want a uh, offensive-minded head coach. I think that um, we tried it with the defense side of the ball. And I do like Brian Flores. Obviously, the Dolphins uh, just fired him, but – 
I I just don't want to run it back. We just saw this with Joe Judge, uh, a Belichick disciple who is this tough, uh, tough nosed guy. And obviously Joe Judge and him are very similar, had very similar uh, coaching experiences before prior to their head coaching, uh, prior to when their head coaching career started. So I, I wouldn't mind Brian Flores, but I just think he's so similar to Joe Judge that I don't really want to run that back after what we just saw with Joe Judge. So. Uh, a couple names that I think would make sense is uh, one of them is Brian Dable, uh, offense coordinator for the Bills. Uh, he's done a fantastic job with that offense. Obviously, he's developed Josh Allen to one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, the Giants just interviewed uh, the assistant GM, Joe Schoen, from the Bills today. So that would make sense. If they end up hiring him, I'm pretty sure that he would want a guy that he's had past experience with. So Brian Dable would make sense there. I think he could come into this offense. I think Daniel Jones is kind of a similar type player to Josh Allen. Um, he's got a great arm downfield. He's uh, He could obviously run the, with the ball. He's super athletic. So I think uh, that would make sense. And another name that I know not a lot of Giants would be fond with this one, but I think Doug Peterson would make sense. Uh, the former Eagles head coach. Uh, he did a great job uh, with Carson Wentz when he was there. I think that he's obviously he's familiar with the NFC East. And after things ended last year, the way they ended with him taking out um, Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld, I know I was pissed at him uh, in the moment because I wanted the Giants to make the playoffs. But uh, I think that he's a great offensive coach. He took a year off, and he obviously knows the NFC East a lot. And I think that he wants to come back and get some revenge against the Eagles. So uh, it would, I know – a lot of fans would be hesitant about that, but I, I think Doug Peterson and Brian Dable will make sense. And I do like Eric Bieniemy, but I kind of agree with Jace. Um, I don't think he's leaving Kansas City anytime soon. I don't think he would want to leave a situation like that where Andy Reid is getting up there in age. I think he is going to just uh, pass the baton to him. Situation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to understand. This is still New York. No matter what you say, this is still New York. This is still one of the most prestigious, the greatest jobs you can have as a coach. Like if you win in New York, it puts you in levels that is just beyond because of how hard it is to win in New York in sports. So don't just say, you know, like I think he would leave. You don't think the chiefs are a better situation than the giants right now? Currently they are. But the idea that what you can do with this team, this is again, the idea that you have a team that's going to be completely yours, basically to mold into what you want. That's what you have to come in with this head coaching idea. The head coach has to come in and know that this new GM, the new head coach, they're going to do things the way they want to do things, not the way the last regime did things. And that's why I don't even think Daniel Jones will be the quarterback next year. I think Daniel Jones came with Gettleman and Judge. And I think when you lost both of them, you lost. I don't think the next group is going to want to work with Daniel Jones. They're going to want to bring in their own guy. If they're going to be trial by fire, they're going to want to die with their own person. I don't think Daniel Jones honestly will be coming back for the, as the quarterback of the New York Giants. Yeah, I, it's definitely a possibility. But I mean, if I I'm not going to be the GM, but if I were the GM, I'd bring him back for his fourth year while he's still in his rookie contract and try and get something out of. Him. No, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna waste a very valuable draft pick on a quarterback, or you're gonna spend a lot of happens. money on a quarterback that's a really bad free agency class for quarterbacks. It happens. Year. The I Chiefs just, has wasted numerous top picks on quarterbacks. It happens. We've seen it in the last for almost four years in a row. We've seen it. It happens. Yeah, but that's that's not what you want to do when you have two top 10 picks, when you could still bring back Daniel Jones, who still has potential, and he's still on his rookie contract. So I, No, I don't... listen, listen. Next year, regardless, is a wash. So I think you, you yeah, have Daniel Jones. You Even if you bring back Mike Lennon, 
Not no, no Mike Glennon. No, I'm not. Listen, listen, listen. There would be no Mike Glennon. No, no, listen, listen, listen to what I'm trying to say. You could even bring in Mike Glennon, but I, the new coach and GM needs to go, hey, I'm not sold with Daniel Jones. But bring in a guy to have Daniel Jones compete with compete in the with. preseason. Who was he? You bring in anybody. Some free agent, because regardless, next you year's chalk. Next hypothetically, year's chalk. It's rebuild pitch. city. Hey, you say you take pitch with the fifth pick. He is beating out Daniel Jones for that position. Daniel Jones isn't that isn't no, good. No one's gonna draft anyone. No one's they, taking anyone. I hope they don't. Don't, 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 don't it's, going, it's gonna be no. no if it's if two old linemen or an old lineman. There's so many way. other needs on quarterback right Listen, now. Listen, yeah. I, I, so I, I, bring I, in I, a different I don't, guy. I don't, I don't agree with that. Make I it a competition. I honestly Make do. It, say I think that it's an issue, but it's not our biggest issue. And Daniel Jones still on a rookie contract. Again, so I think it's our biggest. I think it's a bigger issue than our running back situation because you can find a running back at Dom. I don't doesn't. think running backs a problem. I, I'm talking about offensive line and pass rusher. I I I, I think you need to fix your quarterback situation. If you're not getting a Russell Wilson, you're going to need to seriously fix it for the yes, future. Yes, you do. There's, but no, not, there's no point to go after no Russell Wilson. Why is there no point QB. to go? After, what? Why is there no? We're not going to win right away next year. There's. <laughs> And or we don't have any old line. If we if we give away draft picks for Russell Wilson, that means our probably Russell our two top ten picks are gone. And we have uh, one Russell line that's good on this team. Shown he can't he can he, do great he things with the terrible O line with terrible O lines. That defense that defense the Giants have had the Giants defense is better than what Seattle has for the last few years. That Giants defense healthy is better than what Seattle's had. Well, yeah, and they haven't gone anywhere with, in the playoffs. With Russell Wilson, that's I, I think that's a great quick fix, quick band-aid type thing. But no, I want I want them to actually build something and and go Same into man. something. Like okay. make it actually great, meaningful. <laughs> like this, this winning on the fly crap we've shown multiple times work. isn't working. I agree. I, and so I, I think that what would be great, I, I think. Yeah, maybe maybe we the the best Russell Wilson coming to the Giants could do, we'd be Philly this year. Yeah, maybe get into the wild card, but but probably get stomped. No, I think we'd be better than Philly. I, no, I, I wouldn't uh, put us through. I, I, you know, I, I know it's I mean, a clown show organization. Already had zero touchdowns, and that was really due to the fact of who his quarterback was and him always being hurt. Yeah, again, you bring in a guy like Russell Wilson, and I'm telling you, all these injuries, they start to disappear. It gets weird. It's this weird thing that happens in sports. These players get happy, and then, then they're not injured as much. It's I, I, weird. I, no, I do agree with you to a point, but still. I mean, we, like I said, we see Odell at the end of his career. There weird magical injuries he had at the end of his Giants career when they were out of the playoffs. Just saying. All right. All right. Well, we 18, 19 minutes on the what, Giants. That's a, that's a lot. We have a lot to talk about the Giants more, and we will more on the offseason. But let's get back to the real actual football because thank God the Giants aren't playing anymore. But I do actually want to end our Giants talk off on the right foot. Look back at the good, very, very few good. I didn't put this on the notes. I forgot about it. Giant of the year. Let's start off our end of the season awards. Giant of the year. Sean, who's your giant of the year? Um I'd I'd probably have to say Xavier McKinney. I think that uh I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. Um I think that he was, 
All right, let me finish. No, quick, great. Let him finish. Yeah, he's one of the best, I'm not, one of the best young safeties in the league. He's a ball hawk. Um, I think he had five or six interceptions this year. He's one of the mainstays on this defense. Uh, he's amazing in coverage. Uh, he could play the deep half of the field. He comes up and plays physical in the run game. So I really like Xavier McKinney. I think that he was a steal for a second-round pick. And um, there's not a lot of bright spots in the Giants this year. The only other person I could think of is maybe Graham Gano. There weren't a lot of good players on this Giants this team this year. So I think Xavier McKinney is definitely uh, – I hope he's a Giant for a long, long time because I think he's, like I said, one of the better young safeties in the league. And um, I, I think that he's got a bright future ahead with the Giants. And so I think he was probably the best player in the Giants this year. I mean, like I said, I agree. He's a great player. He should be a pro bowler. They screwed him. If Evan Ingram's Thanks. a Pro Bowler, Xavier McKinney was a Pro Bowler this year. But facts. it's Graham Gano, my guy. He's 90% of the offense. He's everything. Without Graham Gano, we don't score. Literally, we wouldn't score this year without Graham Gano, I don't think. So, he to me, I don't see how it could be anybody else. He's the most reliable person. He was there every week for us. He kicked eight. I, I don't what he missed, one field, two field goals all year, something like that. That's been is the, he's the giant of the year. I don't see how in a year that was miserable and horrible and everything that could go wrong, he never went wrong for us. That's one thing I can say. So, Greg Gano is my giant of the year. There's no question about it. Tonight, I can't even believe I'm picking a kicker. This is so weird. No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're right. We are. <laughs> the, no, the, the first year we did this show, what was that, two, three years ago? I mean, we, uh, our giant of the year was Riley Dixon. Like, that's – that's how you know Giants are just bad because, I mean, you're picking a specialty. But, yeah, it's got to be Graham Gano, the only the only shining light for this Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones, he, he had glimpses. He had glimpses. Maybe if he stayed healthy, maybe. But, man, it's rough. All right. Now let's get into actual talking good football. Rookie of the year. None of this offensive, defensive crap. Who is the one, the one rookie that's made the most impact? Sean. I'm going with Jamar Chase. Um, I think that his impact on the Bengals can't be stated enough. Him and Joe Burrow have that great connection. Um, and I, I think he's one of the he's probably he's definitely a top ten receiver already in the league. I think he might even be closing in on top five. Uh he's absolutely electric. Uh after the catch, he's a great route runner. Uh he can go up and get it in uh in tight coverage situations. So I think his impact on that Bengals team, that's probably the main reason that they're in the playoffs this year um, because the Bengals O-line is still not good. I know Bengals fan wanted to address that in the offseason, but it didn't even matter this year. Joe Burrow still got beat up, and he still found ways uh, to get the ball to Jamar Chase. So that connection is going to be deadly for probably 10 to 15 years down the road, and it all started this year. So I, I think Jamar Chase is definitely my rookie of the year. Zay, who you got? This, this, this is a dumb question. Zach Wilson. Nah, I'm just messing with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Your faces, nah. Um, it, nah, this was actually hard, but for me, it came down to Jamar Chase. Like, Burrow went out, he asked for his guy, he got his guy, and his guy's everything he asked him to be. He obviously, in my eyes, he solidified it that week against the Chiefs when he obviously had that walk-off touchdown in the manner he did. That just showed you who he was. And it was really hard at first because I really wanted to pick Waddle because Waddle had an excellent year down there for the Miami Dolphins. He was literally their entire offense. They literally gave him the ball almost every play. So it was hard to pick between them two, but it really came down to Jamar Chase. He just 
electric. Like, again, I don't think – I can't remember. Maybe Odell Beckham the last time there was a really good rookie year, like, that we paid attention to. So, I, I, I it's Jamar Chase for me. Or Justin Jefferson last year. Oh, yeah, uh, but it, it wasn't the Odell style type. Jefferson Jeff, Jefferson wasn't like Odell. Like that year he came back after injury, he really set the league on fire. It was just a different type of flame, bro. That was and and. Uh, I mean, okay. For dreams I mean, of what it could have been. Sorry, dreams of what could have been. <laughs> listen, I mean, uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, it's great. But the thing why I'm going and it hurts me to do this because he's uh, a cowboy. Don't do it, Michael don't Parsons. Oh, no, no, listen, the the, uh, the Cowboys defense was terrible last year, yeah, and he is the really the only change, and he has made well, a huge impact on that. It's a top ten defense now. Diggs really stepped it up too. It was he, he did, but he Diggs also lets up a bunch of yards too. And that only became, that only became a stat when the cow people wanted to hate on the Cowboys. That literally well, only no. became... he, 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 <laughs> he does give up a bunch of big plays as well. Diggs does it. But Micah Parsons, he can do that. He can rush the passer. He's great in the middle of the field as well. He's a beast. Uh, but And the thing, Jamar Chase, yeah, it's great. But also, Joe Burrow showed us last year a little bit of those glimpses. So how much of that? Jamar Chase is a beast. But also then there comes the question, how much of Jamar Chase's success is with Joe Burrow? How much is because he's Jamar Chase? I, I think uh, – well, well, The well, Bengals, Bengals had a top five pick last year. And now no, they yeah. division. We're going to discredit well, this guy. Yeah, but also because Joe, Joe Burrow had them competing until he tore his ACL last year. Like they were, they were showed right. these glimpses at times. They weren't so, as good as they are this year. No, they're, they're, they're definitely not. Well, okay. I, I also, I, I think, yeah, nah. I'm gonna go Michael Parsons. I, I really wanted one of you to do guys to do the Parsons. Well, one of you to do the Jamar Chase. Nah, so I could have said, I'm not doing that wearing this. So I could have said Penny Sewell. I really wanted to say Penny Sewell, <laughs> just for the record. Creed, Creed Humphrey. He's a beast. Creed Humphrey is a monster. Like he is. Sean Slater's been all right as well. You kill me, Jace. You kill me. A lot of old, good old linemen. You kill me, bro. All right. Okay. Let's go. Coach of the year. This one should be interesting. I'm going to start with you this time, Zay. Who's your coach of the year? This was actually – This was actually (laughs) – Oh, that's funny. Joe Judge. No, this was um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, this was actually harder for me than I actually um thought. I actually wanted to take um, Jesus Christ, Tennessee um, with Mike Vrabel. I actually wanted to take uh Vrabel, but when I really thought about it, it came down to Matt Lafleur. Now hear this. That season probably started off the ugliest way the season could have ever started off for a team with one of the greatest quarterbacks in probably in football history. He's, he's one of the greatest. I'm not going to lie. He's probably top 10 all time. And the way that he was able to reel that team back in, bring them together. And then the COVID situation with Aaron Rodgers lying and not lying and still get the team to focus and put it together and lock down the number one seed with all that going on around. And there was a lot of teams that dealt with a lot of stuff, but they were able to lock down the number one seed 
pinky toe injury and all. And that's why I have to go with Matt LaFleur. He continues to show you he's a good coach. He continues to show you that his chemistry with Aaron Rodgers is very important to the team's success and the way he allows Aaron Rodgers to be as free as he is. And that plays a big part in that, you know, in their offensive success and why they are the number one seed. And why, again, I have them in the Super Bowl in the NFC. They won't choke this year. So for me, it's Matt LaFleur. All right. I'm not mad at that. I like that a lot. Sean, who you got? Uh, Yeah, those are the two exact names that I was thinking of. Um, I would take Mike Vrabel over him because I think that, you know, they lost their three best playmakers on offense for the majority of the year. Being without Derrick Henry, their entire offense definitely hurts. And they still locked up the number one seed. Uh, They didn't get a lot of respect all year, even though they had one of the best records in the AFC. Uh, They were overthought by a lot of people. And Mike Vrabel, ever since he's gotten there, has been super consistent. He's had this team playing at a playoff level, um, obviously making the AFC championship uh, game a couple years ago, being close to the Super Bowl. So I, I think this is the best coaching job he's done, obviously, with most of his offense out. Uh, that defense has stepped up a lot. So I think he definitely deserves it. But I, Matt LaFleur is definitely right there. I wouldn't be mad if he won it because uh, winning 13 games in your first three seasons as a head coach, uh, that can't be understated enough. That's a tremendous job. Even though he has Aaron Rodgers, uh, they have built that great chemistry, even though – uh, it wasn't a great start. So I, I think he definitely deserves some consideration. Uh, like I said, winning 13 games, your first three seasons is tough to do. I think he's the first coach to do it. So, And he hasn't won coach of the year yet, I'm pretty sure. So uh, def- he definitely deserves some consideration too. But I would go with uh, Vrabel. Uh, I mean, I like all of those. I feel like every year, coach of the year, there, there's always just great candidates because, I mean, the storylines just are always great. But to me, I, I got to go Bill Belichick. Like, no one thought the Pats would be where they are right now. I wouldn't go that far. People with the rookie QB, easy. with the rookie QB right, to the done after last year to we see knew, how, how had, they struggled. They had a lot like, of opt-outs from COVID last did. year. Cam Newton quarterback, and then he missed time with COVID. Yeah, and, well, the turnaround just, is wild. And with the rookie QB. Right. I think Bill Belichick should get it. I mean, did this defense like, like there's no real stud on this defense, and then and it's doing great. There is Judon, okay. JC Jackson, maybe the best corner in the game. Nah. I'm sorry. Nah. What? He's 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 a he's solid, but I mean okay. But I I, I know I, I think Bill Belichick figured it out, and also trading away Stephon Gilmore. You realize how many people like were all like, "What are you doing?" When well, that happened, Bill, we've seen Bill Belichick then, trade away players before. He yeah, just, he understands when it's time. It's just Bill, yeah, that's just Bill. We yeah, I I didn't question it. If he Bill gets rid of you, it's for a reason. I don't question it. And he should be coach yeah. of the year. I mean, everyone he thought he was done. Everyone thought he was done after Brady left, and now he's here making the playoffs again. Mac Jones, no one thought he was done. No, people thought it was gonna be hard. Yeah, after last year, after last year. Granted, again, Matt Jones was picked up late in the draft because they weren't that bad of a team. Again, when you're picked up in the top ten, the top that's when you're on really rough teams. Matt Jones was picked up a little. I think what were they, twenty five or something like that. No, I think it was fifteen. But still, that's I I mean, that's not terrible. I thought they were closer to twenty. It was around. I thought they, or maybe they traded up. I don't know what I don't remember what the situation was. I think but they again, did trade up. 
they they weren't on you know he wasn't on a, coming on to a terrible team. It, it, it's again it's like like they coming to Jacksonville. That's a terrible situation. No, it's a yeah. little situation. I mean, that's different. If Urban Meyer was in the playoffs, I'd be like, yeah, he's definitely coached it in. <laughs> Especially after what he's been through. Couldn't even make it through the season. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, all right. Enough with the coaches. Defensive player of the year, Sean, who you got? Has to be TJ Watt, I think. Um, obviously setting the sack record, and I, I think he only played in 14 or 15 games. Uh he he's the the reason that Steelers defense uh is in the uh playoffs right now, I think. Uh, without him on the field, the games that he missed due to injury, they got gashed. And when he's there, uh, obviously, he's just an absolute game wrecker. And he got robbed last year. Aaron Donald won it over him, but I don't think he'll be robbed this year. He definitely deserves it. So I think TJ watched the obvious answer here. No argument here. I don't even, I mean, no point even covering it again. TJ Watt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly. I, I would make the argument of TJ Watt. You could argue, you could put in MVP talks as well. Like how valuable this dude has been uh, to this team. Look, also, we didn't even mention Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin deserves some Coach of the Year uh, praise as well. Because I mean, what look at what look at what him and TJ Watt are doing with the Steelers with Big Ben. Like I mean, so old, so just broken, disrespectful. <laughs> It's, it's just like wheeling <laughs> out man. like a grandpa. Watch your surprise us from being the Super Bowl. Uh, wouldn't that be something? That would be wild. That him, would be the against, greatest story ever. Him against uh, Aaron Rodgers. That would be wild. I'd love that movie. Though. Rematch. I'd love to yeah. see that movie when it's that made. That would be a movie. That would be yeah. wild. But, yeah, TJ Watt, uh, it's just a beast. Like, I don't think anyone – maybe Micah Parsons, maybe, but not no. really. Maybe <laughs> Miles Garrett. Parsons, I'm talking about Micah really. Parsons. What is your obsession? You in love with this guy? You got post No. I, I, <laughs> I, hey, I, I told I told the whole world he played the, the end in high school, and now the Cowboys are putting him at the end. I said the Giants should draft him. And they didn't. I'm kind of salty about I'm it. I'm pretty sure I said it, and y'all was like, "Well, we, we don't need a linebacker. We need a lineman." But I, no, we could play those. And then back. I brought up that he played D end in high school, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Michael Parsons will do great." And now look what the 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 Cowboys are benefiting off of it. Fuck the Cowboys. MVP. Who's the MVP? Zay. Come on, world's the greatest I mean, gunslinger in the game is Aaron Rodgers, bro. It's Sheriff Rodgers. What type of not only is he the MVP of the league, he's the MVP of every giant fan. Without Aaron Rodgers, we might still have Joe Judge as a coach. If he wasn't on that Pat McAfee show and just trashing that third and nine call on that quarterback sneak, and I think John Mara saw that and then said, Look, all right, we gotta go because now we got players on podcasts making fun of us. This is how low it's gotten. So in my book, he's the MVP because all signs were he was staying until that came out. So uh, Aaron Rodgers is my MVP for the Giants. He's my MVP for the league, obviously. Number one seed. What, what more can you say, guys? He's the best quarterback in the game. Like, I don't care what he says. Screw Brady. Give me Rodgers all day. I'll continue to say it. All right. Damn. Okay. Hey, I went, I take Rodgers every single day. For every game except the NFC Championship. 
because he <laughs> sucks in the NFC Championship. But uh, and that's what's gonna happen this year. He's gonna go to the NFC Championship and lose again, because that's what he does. But uh, Sean, who's your MVP? You got Aaron uh, yeah, Rodgers back to well. back, back to back. Aaron Rodgers, I agree. He's been the best player uh, all year. He's, I mean, he's the reason that the Packers are so good, obviously. Um, and he just. Like Zay said, he's a gunslinger. Um, he he has great connections with uh, his receiver, especially Devonta Adams, and that's the reason they're the one seed again. So I think it has to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers again, and he's going to lose in the NFC Championship again. I you're going to say Tristan Wirfs or something. I was like, oh god. No, but <laughs> I, I do have some other guys I want to mention. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor being a beast, monster. Uh, probably would not have the same effect if Derrick Henry didn't get injured, but still, Jonathan Taylor is a monster. And also, uh, like, I, I, it's tough with Jonathan Taylor. There, it, it, also, like I said earlier, TJ Watt, I think, deserves some sort of MVP stuff. And also, D Hop, for what the, 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 Cardinals are a completely different team with him without him. They've only won one game without him. Got nothing to do with Kyler Murray. Got nothing to do with James Conner having a really exceptional year. You talk about being most valuable. If you, they can only win one game without you. That's pretty pretty valuable. Wait, 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 wait. First off, that Texans team is worth a lot more than just him. Let's not just put them in that boat. What? You said wait. You said they lost one game without him. I mean, you said they won one game without him. Yeah, this year. No, I'm talking about the Cardinals without the. I thought you were talking about the Texans. I was like, don't talk about about the Texans. They got more issues than him. What the hell? No one ever talks about the Texans. Yeah, we already we already talk about the Giants on the show. No need to. No disrespect. I'm actually a Texans fan. I watch Texans games. I do. I tune in. Oh. Yeah, of course. David Carr guy, y'all, y'all weren't old enough to know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's he uh, ring with the Giants. He did. He did indeed. He him and uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's take a break because uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the games coming up in our postseason edition of Best Bets. But if you're betting, make sure you bet responsibly and help manage your money. Check out JPEX Financial Group. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. Boom, JPEX Financial. Thank you 
for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you check them out. Now, I mean, I won best bets during the season. I won fantasy locks. <sighs> now, the last yeah, thing yeah. to give you guys a shot for the playoffs. Let's start everything. What are the numbers at? Where are the numbers at? Clean slate. <laughs> where are the numbers slate. at? What did you Graham Gano got you one point. Clean slate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so where are the numbers at? Because I think I made it pretty close at the end. What are the numbers? You were down like 50, bro. You had to score 50 to beat me. Was that Listen, it was over. 50? Yeah, you're, you're down like 40. I was down like 50. I almost Ooh. caught Zay in second yeah, place. You make it up I think numbers. I was like a All right. Listen, it's a clean slate now, but we're doing it different. All right, sir. Sorry. Uh, we're doing every game. You got to give me a bet from it. Starting off first game, Saturday night, Vikings at Cincinnati. The Bengals favored six and a half over under Raiders. line 49. Raiders, sorry, you said Vikings, Raiders. Oh, did I? Oh, geez. Las Vegas Raiders okay. and the Cincinnati Bengals. Sean, what do you like in this game? I like Raiders plus five and a half. Uh, Rich Basakia, you got to ride with him. Uh, ever since he took over as interim head coach, they've been killing it. And I think, you know, that, that I think they'll keep it close. They played earlier this season, these two teams, and uh, Bengals blew them out 32 to 13, I believe. But I think it will be different this time around. I think that uh, they got to get after Joe Burrow with the weak Bengals O-line. I think that Max Crosby, Solomon Thomas, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, they, they got to have huge games because their secondary isn't going to hold up for super long with uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So, Got to get after the quarterback. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Darren Waller, uh, he's going to be huge in this game. Uh, he's probably going to be matched up with Jesse Bates, the Bengals safety in uh, man-to-man situations. But uh, he had a huge game when they played the first time, and I think they got to expose that again. So big game for Darren Waller. They got to get after the quarterback, and uh, they're going to cover five and a half. All right. Zay, what you liking? <sighs> Well, I agree with Sean. I do like the Raiders to cover the spread. I do think if you're going to take this outright, the Bengals will win this outright. I think they will advance because I think the Bengals are probably the one of the hottest teams in football. And if there's any team that could be a threat in the West, I mean, AFC, excuse me, in the West, get ready for the next show. I'm sorry. In the AFC, <laughs> it's definitely the Bengals, in my opinion, if there's any team that's a threat. I mentioned before last week, I said they were – my sneak pick, even though y'all wanted to throw Indianapolis as my sneak pick. And I thought oh, you said the Colts were going to the Colts. Super Bowl. I said the Colts should yeah, said the the Colts. Colts, they should have been in the playoffs. They should have been and my my sleeper pick would have been the Bengals because I thought the Colts were gonna get the job done. Who thought they were gonna lose to the Jags? I didn't think they were gonna lose to the Jags. I thought they were gonna get the job done. So yeah, guess what? I I screwed the pooch on that one. But yeah, the Bengals is definitely the team to worry about in the AFC. So you're a betting person. Take the Raiders on the spread, but if you're going outright, I'm taking the Bengals here. So, do you want the Raiders against the spread or just Bengals money line? Bro, I, don't take my bets. I don't win at anything. I'm just telling you how it. What's your best option? All right. All right, I'll give you Bengals money line. There we go. Oh, for me, give me the Bengals yeah. outright. Yeah, give me the Bengals yeah, outright. I'm not right, taking. I'm not playing with All right. no more. I'm gonna I'm go with what's been working for me on this show. I'm gonna go the over, baby. Over 49. You're I think. Fair. You're copping out. That's so what? not fair. You're cow. You're no, copping. listen, talk, and then maybe. All right, let me hear. I, I'm me... not. The Bengals are gonna win this football game. Uh, I think it's going to be a offensive battle. I think 
the Raiders might be able to get after Joe Burrow and, and get to pressure him. But I think he'll make the plays. Uh, I, I think Derek Carr and uh, Darren Waller have a big game as well. I think it's going to be – I think the Bengals win by a touchdown. But I'm just going to go the over here. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think they are going to put the, points. Take the Bengals with the spread. Just, just oh, have, I like the over better. Why are you playing? Like you scared. You scared. Like it's okay. Yes, I know. We still got hard shots. The Raiders have been scary all year long. All year long. They're so emotional. They're so weird. You're never going to tell on them. I, I, they, I, the only time I've been right about the Raiders all year was the John Madden game against the Colts. It did that's the only time and against the Giants when the Giants beat them. But I mean the Raiders it's it's I, I can't trust them. That's why I'm going to over. I, I think I can trust them for a couple scores. I think the Bengals, I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase light it up. So yeah, I'm going to over there. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. Anything. It's the playoffs, baby. It's the playoffs. It's a twenty-one to ten. Right. Let's let's go to the stick in the AFC. The Pats against the Bills. Zay, I'm gonna start with you here. Yeah, I'm just gonna take New England getting in the points here because I don't trust Josh Allen in the playoffs. He's just. Up and down, and unless he's playing Lamar Jackson, another person I don't trust in the playoffs. I really don't want to take him, so I'm going to go New England here. Plus, the experience of Belichick, just knowing how to get players prepared for this. Even you know, a Jones is Mac Jones has probably never been in this situation in his life. He well, not probably he's never been in a situation. Excuse me, but I think Belichick will definitely have him ready and prepared to play this like it's any other game. So I'm going to take New England getting the points here. And again, Mac Jones has played in big games. I mean, in college, he led them. Yes. Uh, a, a national championship is not the equivalent of an NFL playoff game, bro. It's just not. I'm sorry. It's very similar. Going down to the to the Iron Bowl, man, against Auburn. You know, it's a, huge, a, it's a huge game in its own right, but it's just not the same. It's, it's the not the, a different breed. It, it, not everyone makes it here. You, a, a lot of people can make it in college. Not everyone makes it here. I, I understand that, but it's like a, he's been. I mean, think I, I think it. he'll be better than. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I mean, you okay, Sean? What you got? I agree with say. Uh, I'm taking Pats plus four. Uh, I think that these teams know each other very well. Obviously, they play each other twice a year. And Belichick as an underdog um, in the playoffs, I just I would not bet against that. So I, I think the Bills are will probably win it, but uh, outright. But I think that the Pats will keep it super close. I think it might be a field goal game. So um, and like I said, Belichick is an underdog in the playoffs. I'm I'm not betting against that. Uh, it's that's a scary sight. So uh, Pats plus four, hammer it. Uh, I will say. With this game, this winner, the winner of this football game, will go to the Super Bowl. Uh, all right, that's crazy. It's okay. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. I don't hate that. Bills minus four. Let's go. Josh Allen, baby. That defense ah. is underrated. Uh, it's been underrated all year. 
People aren't talking about it enough. It's solid. I that that one game, that one game in Buffalo before was a fluke. We saw that what what actually happens when these two teams meet in Foxborough. Coming back to Buffalo, the Bills get their vengeance. I think they. I think I love the over here too, but for the sake of the show, I'm going Bills minus four. I think they both go up and down the field a little bit. I do think the Patriots are going to be able to get into the end zone a couple times, but I think I think the Bills just put the pedal to the metal offensively and are just going to be too much. So yeah, know- maybe J.C. Jackson can get a pick. Maybe Matthew, maybe Judon can get get some pressure on Josh Allen, but I think Josh Allen will excel more than uh, than he fails. So, so I'm gonna the, go Bills, Bills minus four. The Bills use Super Bowl a lot. That's yeah. what you're saying. Your Bills use Super Bowl a lot. That's what you're saying. They're going to the Super Bowl, yeah. But if cool. they lose, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. No, I, I, I think, think cool. the, the Pats will. Bills, the Bills, Bills, Bills and Cowboys would be cool to see Diggs brothers play against each other. That'd be cool. No, I don't want the Cowboys. No, screw the Cowboys. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm, I'm totally joking. Right. Speaking, I don't of think the Bills will be there. That's why I'm joking. Gross division game, division teams. Eagles going to Tampa. <sighs> it's moved since uh, I sent. Oh no, eight and a half. Still eight and a half. Yeah, minus eight and a half. The Bucks. Zay, you going? You said the Eagles would make the playoffs. You were right about that a while back. But uh, can the Eagles get the upset here? I don't think they'll get the upset, but I do think they'll cover. I don't think they'll get the upset because Tom Brady's on the other side, and I don't think he'll lose to the NFC East anymore. I think he, especially the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that did him dirty in the Super Bowl, and I think he remembers that very well. But we have seen last year the Washington Redskins come in this playoff game against Tampa Bay. They played them really well. They played them tough, almost pulled that one out. So I think Tampa Bay will win this game, but give me the Eagles plus eight here because I think they will keep it close and make it interesting. But, again, Tom Brady's on the other side of the field. Yeah, I mean, also Jalen Hurts has been a, a garbage time king as well. I think if the Bucks go get up early – I think he can battle back and maybe backdoor cover. That 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 could be interesting. But uh Sean, how do you see this playing out? I have the under in this game, under 46. Um the Eagles, their offense is predicated really on the run game, and the Bucks have a really good run defense with guys like Vita Vea, uh Devin White, and Dominican Sue. Levante David just got designated off of IR, so there's a chance he comes back. So I think they'll shut down the run. Uh Miles Sanders is also questionable, so I think they'll shut down the run and force them to pass. I think they can get some turnovers in that situation. And the Bucs, um, obviously being out without Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown now, uh, they're they're kind of hurting at the, the skill position. So I think they'll put up points, but I don't think it will be a lot, and I don't see the Eagles scoring a lot. So I think this will be a relatively low-scoring game. So I like the under in this one. Interesting, interesting. I, I do think it's going to be relatively low-scoring. But I, I I agree with you, Sean, there. Uh, I, I don't like taking the under. I'm not going to take the under. I'm going to go the Bucks though. I think they do cover. Uh, I, I think playoff Brady's different. Uh, I think regardless of wh- who, who's on the field with him, uh, I, I think he will rally this team. I think he'll get it going. 
I think they'll put points up on this Eagles defense. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a dominant, uh, assertive victory for Tom Brady to start off these playoffs. Wait, playoff Brady who almost lost to Tyler Taylor Heineke last year in the playoffs? Yeah, but I think this is different. I think he makes a statement here right off the rip. But I, I, I get what you're saying, though. So, but uh, I think I think it's different now that he knows. No, I mean, it, same, it, beast, same beast, different animal. I get you completely. completely. Same beast, no, different yeah, animal. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's easy to get complacent when you have all those weapons around you. Now he doesn't have these weapons, so I think you're going to have a more determined Brady to do to make everything happen himself. So that that's why I think Brady just comes out, lights it up, puts it puts everything to bed early, and then uh, just continues. I, I think the only way the the Eagles have a chance to cover is through garbage time. If Jalen Hurts can can figure some stuff out in the fourth, late third, fourth quarter, because I think it will be done and over with pretty early. Hope Antonio I think Brown. The Bucks do. Hope Antonio Brown at the game. That, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Hope that throws off Brady's game. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But uh, going from one NFC East team to another, the Cowboys favored by a field goal against the Niners. Sean, can the Cowboys get a playoff win? Nope. Uh, if this was, if I had to pick a best, best bet, it would be Niners plus three. I think the Niners win this game outright. I think that uh, they're going to be too physical up front. For the Cowboys defense, uh, obviously the Cowboys have a good secondary and pass rush, but I think they'll neutralize that with the run game uh, and then set up some play action for Jimmy G with uh, Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And I think this Niners defense, uh, they played a lot better in the second half of the season. I think they can contain this uh, Cowboys offense. Obviously, they've scored 50 points in two of their last three games, but it's also uh, against not great competition. So I really like the Niners. I'm going to hit Niners money line on this one. I, I really think that they have a good chance of going in. Uh, to Dallas and winning this game. And also, they've been great on the road this year. So, um, I love the Niners in this one. I- I'm taking Niners plus three. All right. I love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. Sean is added to the list. Oh. What list? Oh. He's not going to like what I got to say. Oh, he's a cow. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> two playoff wins in the past 25 years. Get over it. Yeah. He'll right. get over it because they're definitely going to lose again. I'm taking San Fran plus three. It makes sense. I said it last week on the pregame show. San Fran is the scary team in the NFC, bro. They are hot. Their defense is good. That offense is clicking. And I still called them to beat the Rams last week because, again, Matthew Stafford is Matthew Stafford. We'll get to that, and I'm pretty sure the next game I'll get handled that. But uh, definitely got the San Fran. San Fran right here. Give me that plus three all day. It's not even – I don't even got to think about it. I just – like Sean said. Too physical for the soft Cowboys team. They're finally going to play a team this year. They're going to play some real teams now. That's the problem. They had a light schedule. They're also uh, bad against teams with winning records this year. That's true. That is true. But I do think – I think the Cowboys have enough, enough to get a a, a single A playoff win. And maybe they can build off that. I don't want them to. I don't want it to happen, but I'm just being honest with myself here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go the uh, 
Cowboys minus three. I don't want to do it. I, I was trying to go the over, but 51, that's a lot. That's a lot for this 49ers offense, to be honest with you. I, I like what they – I'm going to go the Cowboys. I think they can get one win, one playoff win, and then the, the, they're going to have to figure some more stuff out. If they want to be a Super Bowl contender, I think they can get a playoff win, lose to uh, Tampa Bay or uh, or Rams or uh, Cardinals okay, next next round. But, yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys to get at least one. You got to give – the, the NFC East has to have at least something, right? No, you know it's something. okay. It's okay. Not until the Giants get back to form. I'm fine with them not having nothing. It's absolutely. I'm absolutely fine if we all suffer until the Giants are good again. I'm absolutely fine. I sleep better at night knowing they're not in the playoffs. Okay. Go 49ers. I mean, I, I guess maybe I. I I, I don't know. I haven't been told. No, screw the, screw the rest of the been, NFC East. I, I, I know. I'm with Zay. I, 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 I'm with you most of the time, but I can't get a read on these Niners. The Niners have been screwing me all season long. Maybe they, they'll continue to screw me here. But Oh, man, so you're just you're just chasing them because you've lost. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I did have I, – I pretty much clinched the fantasy locks when I picked Debo Samuel. All right, that. enough with the but, uh, no, but I can't really year. gauge I the Niners. I haven't year. been able to gauge the Cowboys. I don't know, I don't know what to expect from this game, but it will be a good game, and I think it might be the most interesting game all, all, all weekend. But we'll see, we'll see. Doubt it. Let's move on to uh, definitely not the most interesting game the Steelers, Chiefs. That big number, does it scare you, Sean? Not at all, because I'm taking the over in this game, 46 and a half. Uh, I actually, this was my best bet a couple weeks ago when they played each other was the over, and it hit. I think it will be a similar game here, even though I think the Steelers will score more, score more points this time around, uh, but I think the Chiefs will still put up big numbers. So I like the uh, I like the over in this one. I'm thinking maybe like a, a 31 to 17 game. Somewhere around there, win by two touchdowns. So yeah, I like the over in this one. Smash it. Look, you did the math on it. <clears throat> uh, um, I'm actually gonna take Pittsburgh. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh getting twelve. And here's why I say this: <laughs> I think Pittsburgh has a, a tough defense, and I think they could force that offensive struggle because we know Pat Mahomes has a tendency. To, to, to do too much sometimes and cause a lot of issues. Obviously, they've been better as of late, and their defense has been better as of late. But I just think there's something about this Steelers team with if I don't know, just this this underdog, the nothing to lose. You know, they really just – I mean, honestly, they have nothing to lose. If they lose, they weren't expected to be in the playoffs in the first place. So, at this point, yeah, I think a team like that, you know, they'll come in, they'll play loose, they'll play free, and they may surprise you. So I think I'm going to take the Steelers getting, you know, getting 12 in Ben's last. What could be Ben's last game? I'm not going to write him off yet. I know it's no. the Chiefs, but I'm like I said, you never know. He shouldn't be in the playoffs as it is. No, I'm with you. Team Zay. of destiny, Big Ben's last ride. No, I mean I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Zay. I think the the Steelers keep it close. I think 12 and a half is a little too much. Also, the playoffs are a time where. 
Like you, you see, it, it correlates with the whole team. Like you see what happens all season long, and the Chiefs struggled early in the season. Let's not forget that. I do think some of those struggles will come out. I do think a guy like T.J. Watt, I think, will wreck this game a little bit. Uh, n- not too much. I-, I think Minka Fitzpatrick will get a couple picks against the uh, Mahomes, but I-, I ultimately think Big Ben is just not good enough to get them in- into the end zone uh, as en- enough to compete and uh, go toe for toe with Patrick Mahomes. So while I think the Steelers' defense will keep it closer than uh, than twelve and a half, I I'd see this like a a seven maybe even ten point game for, for with the Chiefs winning, but I, I do the Steelers will keep it close, but uh, yeah, Chiefs are gonna win, move on, continue to roll. They might get to the Super Bowl as well. Like, I mean, they gotta be. They are the favorites in the AFC, so we'll see there. But uh, to round it off, mm-hmm. finish up wild card weekend, the Monday night game, AF- NFC West matchup, cards going to L.A. to take on the Rams. Sean, what do you like? I like Cardinals plus four. Um, another two teams that know each other very well. I think that the Rams, you just – like you said with the Niners and Cowboys, you don't know what to expect with them. I don't know what to expect with the Rams. Uh, you get a different Rams team every week, uh, even half to half. They looked dominant last week against the Niners in the first half and then just completely crumbled in the second half. And I, I think this Cardinals team just overall is better. Uh, their defense is very underrated. Kyler Murray, uh, I think he's not as turnover prone as Matthew Stafford. I think that they have a run game with James Conner. So I, I like the Cardinals in this one. This is another one where I might uh, take the underdog money line. Still thinking about it, um, but I, I definitely like the Cardinals uh, with the spread here because I even if they lose, I think they're going to keep it super close. But I think the Cardinals have a good chance. Um, they're another team that's very good in the road. I think they went 8-1 and one or 7-1 and one on the road this year. So uh, I really like their chances here, and I, I think they'll definitely cover. Yep, Sean. Sean hit the nail on the head with that one. That's what I was exactly going to say. If this was a home game for the Cardinals, I'd be picking the Rams. But because it's a away game, I'm picking the Cardinals here. They play way better on the road, especially in big games we've seen this year. And I said it before, when the Rams signed Odell Beckham, they sealed their fate. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. brings down your team because he can't be there for you in the biggest moments. Not to mention Stafford is what Stafford always will be, and we'll see it now in full front. He is a quarterback that will just never get over the hump. That's just what it comes down to. That's what it's always been. He's had the greatest receiver in NFL history and couldn't do anything with it. I don't care what you want to say about the teams. They weren't always terrible. So I will say this. Matthew Stafford is a bum. He will suck it up this week. The Cardinals will win this, and they will cover. Giving them the points is – I don't understand how the Rams aren't the underdogs. This is wild. (laughs) This is literally wild. But, yeah. Because McVay's own Cliff Kingsbury, that's why. I understand. Without Robert Woods, it's not going to happen. I just, again, Odell doesn't show up in the biggest moments. He really doesn't. You saw at the end of last week's game, a a play where he just let the ball get interception. He didn't stop to go back and and knock Uh, the ball away. That was a bad, that was underthrown. Yeah, but still, he didn't even try to defend on. He just let the guy catch the end. I don't like the attitude, the, the diva attitude from him. Prove me something. Do something. You have not. You've had one playoff game where you've done nothing but drop the ball. And you drop two touchdowns at that point in that game. 
Show yeah. me something. Yeah. But uh, I will say, I like I said with the Pats-Bills game, the winner of this game will go to the Super Bowl. I think whoever wins this game comes out of the I'm doing that. No. <laughs> I, I think the Cardinals win this game, but my bet is going to be the over. I, I think the Rams are going to Green Bay and beating Green Bay. In their home, yes, in, yes. in the blistering cold. Yes, yes. Because Aaron Rodgers. No, I actually think the Cardinals are going to do it. That's what I actually think. Oh, my Lord. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. No, I, I think I, I'm going to over here because I do think both these offenses are going to be able to move the football. I think Stafford and Cooper Cup are going to have a big day. I think Kyler Murray – has a lot. They don't have D Hop back, but he does have a lot uh, healthier other weapons. I think he distributes it well. Get James Conner uh, running the football pretty well. I, I think it's a close game. I do think they're able to move up and down a little bit uh, on each other and get into the end zone. I, I think they both both these teams can score around thirty. So that's why I love the over here. But uh, I do think. It could go. It's a coin toss. I like the Cardinals to win the football game, uh, uh, so I might sprinkle a little bit of that on the money line. We'll see. But as far as betting goes, over, over, oh, over. Yeah, over. No, you can take the Cardinals. Take, points, yeah, points, points. Yeah. Take the Cardinals. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. We'll take the Cardinals here. Yeah. Just, just. All right. I mean, Sean McVay is also owned close to Bay. And we see stuff like this happen all the time, especially in that division. Look at Shanahan and uh, how, how he just always has Sean McVay's number. Like it, there's stuff around that, and it works like that, especially. And it comes out, especially in the playoffs. So we'll see. Can they see they split happens. this year, though, one to one. At least uh, the Niners own the Rams, but uh, at least the Cardinals and the Rams split this year. Can Saturday get here already? Can we, can we start this thing oh, already? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I can't I'm wait excited. to see. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait to see your face. It's gonna be fun. It's uh, gonna be fun. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Because, I mean, we're, we're just one step closer to the Super Bowl. I'm excited to see who's going to win it this year. Because, I mean, it's wide open. I feel like it, it, there's usually, like, one favorite here, one favorite there. I mean, we, we everyone saw Kansas City waltzing to the playoffs come last year, and, and they did. And will the same thing happen here? We'll see. I don't know. But I'm excited. Meaningful football. We don't get to see a lot of that as Giants fans. But the, and Super, now Super, every game's meaningful. Super Bowl means the end of the season. No more football. What are we going to watch? Yeah, um, we got to cherish the playoffs as a last. Yeah, but we're, uh, we can also watch NBA. And if you love NBA, make sure you check out Posting Up Podcast, where us three are joined by Lucas Bolduc uh, mm-hmm. to talk some NBA. And we'll we'll get to that. Make sure you stay tuned on the on the Twitch on the YouTube and on the Facebook because we'll get to that later tonight as well. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for not just more information about this podcast, a bunch of other podcasts. But that's going to do it for John about the G-Men this week. For myself, Big Jace, Sean Sandlin, and Isaiah Groves. Thank you guys for watching. That's just Isaiah Groves. Ew. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wrong show. Wrong uh, we'll, show. We'll see, you, we'll see you next week for more John about the G-Men not talking as much Giants. Thank God.
Yeah, we'll be talking Giants. Maybe a new GM, maybe no, a new head coach. We'll, we'll be we will, we Actually, will yeah, but not as much. We don't have a, a full game to dissect and prepare for each week. So we'll, we'll, we'll still get our – We have a Giants. We haven't done that all year. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right. All right. Have a good we'll see you next week. Catch you later. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which This ain't some clown show organization or something else. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.